So tonight, um, I want to talk about, uh, the title of my message tonight is, uh, and I've got, I've got some slides up there, is Napping in His Presence. And I know that sounds a little silly, but I do believe that we are in a time where we need to hunger and to thirst for the presence of God every day, not just on Sunday, not just on Wednesdays, but every single day. And God's just been stirring something in my heart where it's just this, it's a, this unexplainable hunger for just being in His presence. And so, so tonight, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about that whenever we make a choice to bring ourselves into the, God's presence, we become changed. Things about us begin to change, whether it be physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever it is, God changes us in His presence. And so tonight, we're going to be looking at the story of Jacob, and it's in Genesis 28, 10 through 22. And it says this, it says, Meanwhile, Jacob left Risheba, and he traveled to Haran. At sundown, he arrived at a good place to set up camp, and he stopped there for the night. Jacob found a stone to rest his head up against, and he lay down to sleep. As he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from, reached from earth up to heaven, and he saw angels of God going up and down the stairway. At the top of the stairway he stood, stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham and the God of your father Isaac. The ground you are lying on belongs to you. I am giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. They will spread out in all directions from the west to the east and the north to the south. And the families of the earth will be blessed through you and your descendants. What's more, I am with you, and I will protect you wherever you go. One day, I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything that I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I wasn't even aware of it. But he also was afraid and said, What an awesome place this is. is it, this is. it is none other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. The next morning, Jacob got up very early. He took the stone that he had rested his head up against and set it upright as a memorial pillar. Then he poured out poured olive oil over it, and he named it Bethel, which means the house of God, although it was previously called Luz. Then Jacob made this vow, if God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey and will provide for me with food and clothing, and I will return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God, and this memorial pillar I have set up will become a place for worshiping God, and I will present to God a tenth of everything he gives me, even though, so, so even through Jacob's hardships, um, God was still in his midst. And I can't express that when we make that decision to bring ourselves into the throne room of God, that he begins to do amazing things in and through us. You see, change doesn't happen just coming to a building and hearing a word and then leaving. Change happens when we come expecting God to show up. You know, oftentimes we expect God to show up, you know, maybe when we reach our destination. But in Jacob's instance, God showed up in the middle of his journey. God didn't wait till Jacob got to his destination to show up. See, there, God has no time and no, he's, he's everywhere. He's all-knowing. God does not have a time or a place where he can meet you. He can meet you where you're at, when you're, whenever he wants to. God will meet us right where we're at. He has no limits to a time or a place. You see, sometimes we get so focused on the destination and making it to the light at the end of the tunnel that we forget the light of the world that's walking right beside of us. 
I believe that change happens in the presence of God, and change also happens at Sunday night prayer meetings. To recap the story of Jacob, so he had a brother whose name was Esau, and at this point in Jacob's journey, he was running from his brother because he had just deceived his father, and he had stolen the birthright from his older brother Esau. And it says at sundown, he arrived at a good place to set up camp, and he stopped there for the night. And Jacob found a stone to rest his head up against and lay down. So here we have Jacob. He's running, he's running from his brother Esau, and he decides that he's just going to stop for the night. And then on, on the other hand, he also goes and he finds this large stone to use as a pillow to lay his head up against. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, what, like, couldn't he have found something softer? Like, did he not have on, like, a shirt or something that he could have made a makeshift pillow out of and, like, shoved some leaves or some grass up inside and, and used it as a pillow? But, so tonight we're going to be talking about the pillow, the promise, and the presence. And this first point, the pillow, as I begin to study the scripture and the meaning behind why Jacob had stopped it and chose the rock, it says that he came to a good place. And apparently this good place that he came to was a protected area. That's what it says. It was a protected area at the foot of a hill. And the reason Jacob had chosen the rock was not for comfort, obviously, but more for protection than anything. So Jacob, he was like, okay, so I'm going to go and I'm going to find a big rock just in case someone comes up on me or tries to sneak up on me. I'm just going to take this rock and I'm going to like throw it at them or bash them over the head or something like that. I don't know what his train of thought was, but in, it was for his protection more than anything. So my question for you is, what is your pillow? That when you're in a time of desperation and it feels like there just isn't any hope of winning the battle, is it prayer? Is it worship? Or is it being in God's presence? And for me, I can tell you that it's all three. And it's because I know the importance of being in God's presence each and every day that I walk. And having an encounter, a personal encounter with God, you see, you don't have to have, just like Pastor Heath was saying this morning, you don't have to have a preacher. You don't have to have an evangelist. You don't have to have someone up here shouting at you and giving you a word to have an encounter with God. All it needs to be is you and God and the word. And so what is your pillow? What are you leaning on? Are you, are you, is that thing that you're depending on, is it your own strength? Or are you relying on the strength that God has given you to make it through the battle that you've been facing? You see, the pillow for Jacob was protection from harm. And so what is your pillow in, in your life? Is it being in the presence of God, seeking after his face and just soaking in his presence and letting the Holy Spirit do a work in your life? You know, from experience, I know that, that if we could just get to a point of letting God have all of us and not just certain parts of us, that we begin to see dry, desolate deserts become an oasis of living water. And so what is your pillow? What is that thing that you're depending on? I think that we need to get back to, we need to, get back to his presence, and instead of seeking, seeking all the, the signs of the things that are come, we just need to get back to seeking the Savior and seeking after his face, and seeking his presence, and, get, and falling on our face before God, and having an encounter with him, because we're living in a time where, just like he talked about, we need to be showing our kids and our teenagers what it's like to be in the presence of God, because it's so, so important, and I'm so glad that I had parents 
that said, we're going to go and we're going to be at church and we're going to be down here at the altar and we're going to pray as a family and we're going to be in the presence of God because they knew that later on in life, I was going to be on my own. And I was going to need to look back on that, just like Jacob had set up the memorial pillar to say this was going to be a place of remembrance and it's going to be a place of worshiping God. Just this past week, I had to look back and I remembered a time in my life where I was desperate and I needed to, to have this encounter with God. And it wasn't, it wasn't until I had this encounter with God but that I really understood the importance of being in his presence and just soaking it in. And so what is that? What does that look like for you? Is it prayer? Is it worship? Is it just being in his presence and just soaking it in? So what is your pillow? What is that thing that you've been leaning on, that you've been depending on? My second point is the promise. You see, God, God gave Jacob a promise in his dream that he was going to one day bring him back to the land of which he was lying on and that the descendants of the whole earth were going to be blessed through him. I believe that God's given each of us a promise to cling to. And the most important promise is that if we'll just trust in him and obey and, and, and follow after him and pick up our cross, it's eternal life. Eternal life through him. But you see, maybe, maybe, maybe you have a, another promise that God, has, that God has given us. And that if we'll be faithful to him, then he's going to be faithful to us. We need to start clinging to the promises that in our lives in this day and age like never before. If you have someone in your family that's lost and that's hurting and you've been trying to reach them, don't give up. Just this past week I talked to a family member. Tried to tell them how much potential they had and how much love that I had for them and how I wanted to see them come into this relationship with them. And I don't know how many of you know that family members are sometimes the hardest to reach. Unfortunately, I, I, I guess I just didn't get that concept through to him, you know, but, but I had to talk to him. But you know what? That, that conversation has planted a seed. And I'm clinging to that promise of one day seeing that family member and those family members saved and brought back into the kingdom of God. So don't give up. Whatever you've been praying for, praying and seeking God's face through prayer and persistence can change a heart and can change the situation or circumstance. You know, I've had to come to the realization, like I said this week, that those family members and those circumstances that I've been praying for and the things that I've been seeking God for, that I have to decide to be intentional and bring myself to a place of trusting God to deliver and to keep those promises that He's given me. I believe that if we're faithful in God, with God in prayer and taking our needs before the throne room of God, that He will bring us back from a place of desolation into a place of living water. So let's begin to take a stand to get back to trusting in the promises of God and the things that He's called us to. I truly believe that God is raising up a generation. God is raising up a generation of prayer warriors who seek and long to be in his presence. You've seen it this morning. A generation of prayer warriors, of kids who are hungering and thirsting, and teenagers who hunger and thirst for the presence of God. God is raising up a generation. Whether we see it or not, there are young people who are hungering and just want to know more of God. Yeah, there may be a lot of questions. There may be a lot of, well, what ifs? But they hunger and they thirst for God. 
And I'm telling you, God is raising up a generation. We have to keep to the things that we've been praying for and to be a generation of prayer warriors and kingdom seekers. Let's hold to the promises and to seek after his face. In verse 15, it says, what's more, I am with you. I will protect you wherever you go. And one day, one day, I will bring you back into this land. I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything that I have promised you. You know, I believe that's also a promise for us today. And no matter what we're facing or what we're going through, that we have to keep pressing in and seeking, seeking the face of God. And one day we'll see those promises that he's given us come to pass. Just when you think that there's no hope left, your breakthrough could be right around the corner. Just when you, when you think that all hope is lost, your breakthrough could be right around the corner. And so what I want to encourage you tonight is that to do exactly what you're doing. Come into Sunday night prayer meetings because I believe this is where change happens. Is that Sunday nights where people that are hungry for God come and to seek after his face who are longing for his presence. My last and final point is his presence. In this portion of scripture it says Jacob awoke from his dream. It says surely the Lord is in this place and I wasn't even aware of it. But he was also afraid. What an awesome place this is. It is none other than the house of God, the very gateway to heaven. When Jacob awoke, he was in such awe of being in the presence of God. And we should be the same way, in a sense that when we are in the midst of God, we should say, wow, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to stay all day long. I don't know about you, but whenever I get into the presence of God and I begin to seek his face and I begin to just feel this peace that just surpasses all understanding and this peace comes over me, all the anxiety, all the depression, all the, the things that I've been facing, the things that I have faced and the things that I will face just slim, simply fade away whenever I'm in the presence of God. And so tonight... That's one of the things that I want to encourage you to do is that if you've got something, if, you've, if you're holding on to something, I believe that chains begin to break in the presence of God. That walls begin to, begin to, begin to be broken down in the presence of God. But also that marriages are restored. Families are brought back together in the presence of God. We begin to see change not only in ourselves, but we also begin to see change in the atmosphere around us in our day-to-day -day walk. People begin to notice a difference about Christian Davis. They begin to wonder and they begin to ask, what's so different about this guy? What's so different about him? He just seems so joyful. I want to be so saturated in his presence that people, when they see me, say, this man has been with God. I want to be so saturated in his presence that they say, this man has been with God. Let us begin to live a spirit-filled life of righteousness to take outside of our four walls of our church building. To begin to see God work in our communities, in our workplaces, and in the lives of those around us each and every day. And I challenge you to be open to the spirit moving in your life. And starting tonight, let's see what God will begin to do in our families and in our community in Gina, Louisiana. I want us to be known as a place where people go to find restoration and healing. And it all starts with us ushering in the presence of God and seeing the change that he will bring.
So I'd like to ask the worship team to come back, if you will. Um, and tonight, we're going to close the service. I didn't have a long, drawn-out, like, message. Simply just being in the presence of God. And being in awe of the things that He wants to do in and through you. Not only here, but taking it out there. And just walking in His presence each and every day. And I don't know what you've been going through or what God's been dealing with you about. But one thing is for sure that nothing compares to being in His presence. And tonight, I want to take some time and I just want to soak in His presence. And if you do have a need, the altars are always open. They're always open for you guys to come down here to see one of us. So we can pray with you and agree with you for whatever it is that you need. But tonight, I really just wanted to put an emphasis on practicing in His presence. And to challenge you with not just having this one-time experience, but making it a priority each and every day to bring yourself into the throne room of God and just spend some time in His sweet presence. So as they begin to play and, and, and sing, I just want to spend a couple moments just in His presence, seeking after the face of God. And if you have a need, feel free to come find, come find us at the altar because we'll meet you right where you're at.